Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The only good thing about something terrible happening is when you can learn from it and help other people avoid it in the future. On this episode, I'm going to tell you about the worst duck hunt that I ever had and what you can do to keep this from happening to you. Hey, and welcome to the New Hunters Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanitas, and today I want to tell you about the worst duck hunt that I have ever had. And guys, there is a single, huge, overarching core principle here that I need to pass on to you guys to make sure you are prepared for it so that what happened to me doesn't happen to you. Somehow, I thought I would never face this. I never thought this would be an issue, so I never looked into what do you do if this happens. And lo and behold, it happened to me several times just last season alone. And of course, after the first time, I was ready for it to happen again. But man, was that a bad day. So it all started out just like this. I was out hunting in the morning. We'd been hunting from a blind. Didn't have any success. Went to lunch. Then I went out and I was just doing some jump hunting. I was just slowly stalking up to some streams and some creeks and just trying to find some ducks. Well, I ended up blowing several good opportunities, just made mistakes, moved too fast, couldn't see good enough, um, made a few other mistakes, and just lost several opportunities. I probably could have taken my limit that day jump hunting alone had I just been a little more careful. Nonetheless, I'm out, and I come across this whole group of ducks that are just swimming back and forth in this water. And they start going away from me upstream towards a dead end. And so I started getting set up thinking they're going to come on back. So I found a big log to hide behind, just wait until they come back to me. You know, it is tough to walk up on ducks while they're swimming. But if they just swim towards you and you're hidden, you can be gold. 
So they start coming back eventually. It was like 20 minutes of me sitting there. And eventually they start coming back my way. And I'm waiting for them to cross directly in front of me. Where I have a perfect shooting window. There's no chance they're going to see me. I'll totally be able to see which ones are drakes, which ones are hens. And I'm just ready and waiting. I'm trying to take a limit right here and right now. And so they come up a little bit too far to the right, almost to the shore. They're probably within 10 or 15 yards of me. Close. I mean, too close. Knowing what I know now, I should have just stood up and started taking shots. But I was hoping they would just keep coming, swing around this tree, and just swim right out in front of me. Well, they didn't. They ended up going back into my blind spot. Next thing I know, I can see them about 30 yards away from me on the water, going the opposite direction. I picked out one that I thought was most likely to be a drake. And then I popped up and they started flying and I took my shots and I got one. Duck is down on the water. So I'm walking over to to where this duck is out on the water and you know there were I, I noticed after I shot there were maybe a dozen to two dozen more ducks further back up this dead end than I even knew were there. Just amazing how they can be so close and right there and you never see them till they move. But I got this duck, it's on the water, it is belly up, just in the water, as dead as dead can be. Now this duck was out, I don't know, 10, 15 feet, now maybe a little more, maybe 20 feet from the sh- from where I'm standing on dry ground, and it's real shallow. It's only like a foot to two feet of water, and uh, I didn't have any waders with me. It was a warm day in the early season. It was like 75 degrees, and I just sort of resigned myself to saying I don't want to carry heavy waders miles through the woods, and if I shoot anything, I'll just take everything out of my pockets and and just you know walk out into the water and uh, so what if I get wet so I figured all right well let me take off my boots and my socks and and all that and some of my layers and so I go to take a step out toward into the water and it's mud and it's not just mud it is quicksand mud it is unbelievable mud so I get a big stick so you got a third leg And I start trudging out there. And this one foot deep of water had mud that came all the way up almost to my thigh or almost to my hips. It was so deep, just the grossest, nastiest, stagnant mud. It was terrible. And I could not get out all the way to this duck. But I got close enough. I was able to use my stick to pull it back. And so I got the duck, I'm coming up out of the water, washing this muck off me, and getting trying to get as much, because you can only get so close to the water without getting muddy again. So I'm doing everything I can to get as much of this gunk and garbage and junk off of me as I can. And while I'm sitting there, this duck stands up. I just, you know, plopped him on the ground there, and he gets up, and I'm like, wait a minute. That duck, what, what just happened? That duck is bleeding out of several places. He's bleeding out of his head. I'm like, how in the world could this duck be? It was just belly up in the water for 10 minutes. And now it's on shore and it has revived. And I mean, this it was not just like, you know, some after twitch. I mean, it's standing up. I'm like, what is going on? 
And like, I'm sitting there half naked in the middle of the woods. I got this duck here bleeding out of its head. It's standing up. Of course, wouldn't you know it? And I'm just going to make a little side point here. That day I was out with steel shot. I was running low on bismuth and I had a box of steel shot quality steel, but it was still steel. And I just did not have enough oomph to finish off this duck. I don't know, maybe the pellet did not enter into its brain, even though it's bleeding out of the side of its head from a pellet hole. Um, I'm almost, I'm convinced had I been using bismuth, this wouldn't have been a problem, but we had a problem. So now I've got this duck that's not dead. I, it's too close to shoot, right? I want to eat this duck. I can't just pull out my shotgun and shoot it again from five feet away. There'll be nothing left of it. And I'm like, what do you do? Do you, do you back up? 30 yards and then shoot at the standing duck and I couldn't I couldn't couldn't connect those dots in my brain so I found myself in this terrible situation with a suffering duck and guys I did not know what to do I did not know how to kill the duck I had no idea I'm standing there clueless I'm like what do, what do you do what a there's I don't know. I mean, I don't have a knife. I don't know what to do. I've got a shotgun and a few more shells, but I'm like, well, you know, what are the options? I'm trying to figure this out. So eventually I was like, okay, well, the duck is just going to die. I mean, it's bleeding. It's shot. And well, it just kept getting stronger with more vigor. And I was like, all right, I got to do something. I got to put this thing out of its misery. And so guys, I, I I had a terrible experience here. I started to try to do everything I could think to do to kill this duck. And it was one of the worst, you know, it felt like hours, but it was probably a grand total of 10 minutes. It was one of the worst 10 minutes of my life. All right. I, I, I thought, well, I just, you know, I just choke it. Yeah. I've just, you know, grabbed its neck and just tried to choke it out. Didn't, didn't do anything. Didn't, I mean, you know, I've got relatively good hand strength. I mean, it would sort of, you know, sort of start going, losing its, its, its vigor. And then I could only hold so long. And then as soon as I thought it was dead, I put it down and just sprung right back up. I'm like, are you serious? I, I thought, okay, I heard people t tell me, well, you know, you just bash it over the back of the head. I tried that. I found the best log, the best stick, the best everything. And I'm not going to go into all the details, guys, because it was literally scarring. But I could not get this duck to die no matter what I did to it. I had no, I mean, it was, it was horrific. All right. And maybe it just it just scarred me more than it really was horrific in the moment. But, I mean, I'm trying with my bare hands and with sticks and with anything I can figure out to kill this duck. And I can't do it. And I'm, I, I don't know what to do. So I get my, uh, I get my shoes on, my boots on, my pants back on. I get my stuff packed up. And now I'm walking out of the woods trying to get cell service. I got holding the duck in one hand and the other hand I'm Googling stuff trying to see what do you do when this happens and I found 
you know, lots of things. Well, if you have this little tool, you can just stab it into the back of the duck's skull and stab it into the brain and kill it super easy. And I'm like, well, that's convenient if you have that little tool, but I don't. So I found another video and it talked about, uh, you know, you've, you've got the duck and, you know, it was a goose video. And well, if you grab the goose by the neck and you, you sort of whip it a certain way, it'll just snap the neck. Yeah, well, I'm not going to go into the details again, but uh, the duck's neck was not long enough for this to work. And it ended up just get going from bad to worse in terms of my emotional experience and this duck suffering. And at that point, I felt like the worst human being to ever live. All right. And then I finally, while I'm searching, freaking out, got this live duck that I'm holding in my hand, Googling with the other hand, I finally found, okay, here's what you do. And, and the maneuver to kill a duck, the, the finishing technique, very simple, very easy. And wow, did I wish I would have studied that and knew that to begin with. All right, so I will link to the diagram in the show notes of this episode so you guys can see it. It's like a, like a little cartoon strip diagram. But essentially what you do is you grab the duck by the feet, you put your other hand right behind the base of the skull, and you pretty much you pull your arms apart from you know left and right. You pull your arms apart, stretching the duck out, and then you just do a little downward like a crimping motion with the hand behind the skull and it just instantly severs the vertebrae. Duck dies essentially painlessly. And so, okay, boom. We finally learned that. And it was, guys, this was just, this is one of the worst hunting moments I have ever had. It was so bad. Um, and wow, I, I just can't believe that I did not prepare for that. I didn't know to prepare for that. In my mind, I always thought, well, if you shoot a duck and it doesn't die, you just shoot it again. And that's, that's a fair plan most of the time until it's in your hands. And then other times throughout the season, I had to do this exact same thing because we got ducks. The duck's not dead. Why isn't the duck dead? Well, yeah, all the different reasons. And one of the big lessons I learned last season, and of course I did a whole episode on this, the biggest thing I learned last season was if a duck is down, you recover the duck and you don't hunt anything else until you get that duck in your hand and you confirm that it is dead and no longer suffering. Single most important thing you could, I, I learned through the whole season. I lost more ducks than I took that I shot. They hit the water watched them fall, got blood, and then I didn't go after them immediately. And they got up, ran away, swam away, flew away, lost them one way or another, or swam down to the bottom of the water and wrapped themselves around something and died down there. And it was it was just so disheartening. But, you know, just the next hunt I was out, dropped a mallard, what did I do? I just got up immediately threw off my parka of course i had waders on this time because we're hunting out of a blind and you know i think i took my my tetras out of my ears because i'm like if i fall in the water i don't want those shorten out and then i just charged out into the water after this duck 
and I got to where it fell and I can't find it and I'm searching the banks and searching the water and I'm looking, 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 knowing every moment counts and I found this little place where it likely scooted up this little stream and looking up this little tiny mini stream I could see the duck moving, trying to walk away uphill upstream. So I ran up after it. It tried running, but you know, of course, uh, we people can run faster than wounded ducks uphill on land most of the time. And I got it, and you know, the I, I hit the one side of it, dropped it out of the sky, but didn't didn't hit it hard enough to kill it immediately. Of course, it was gonna die, right? These kind of birds, they die. It's just a matter of how long does it take minutes, hours, days, and so I just grabbed it, boom, put the finisher on it immediately, dead duck, out of its misery, humanely as possible, did not emotionally scar me, and felt like, okay, wow, I wish I would have learned that the previous time, and you know, it, it's, you have to be prepared for this, this is going to happen, for whatever reason, you know, ducks are, and geese, can be sturdy creatures. They really, I mean, even if there are times you shoot them with tungsten, you're going to end up with a cripple or with a wounded bird or with a bird that was knocked out and then later comes to. It is just going to happen. And of course, we train, we practice. I, you know, we, we try to use better gear. I like to use better shot. I like to use bismuth in order to, to try to, to make sure you have the fewest number of cripples. You have the fewest number of wounded birds. We practice shooting. We do sporting clays courses. We pattern test. We work on different chokes till we get a dense enough pattern that we're sure if we hit it, we're going to put enough pellets on it. But nothing is ever for sure. And this is going to happen every so often. We take many steps to minimize it. But you're just not going to eliminate this completely. And, uh, you know, you're just being overly optimistic like I was thinking that would be, that's going to be the case. So you got to be prepared for when you have a duck in your hands that's not dead, what do you do? Now, here's the thing. I looked up a lot of stuff and the stuff that I looked up, a lot of the recommendations were, well, you know, you just bring low power loads and then you shoot the duck in the head with the low power load. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's, that's ridiculous, guys. That's not going to work. That doesn't happen in the real world. If the duck is in your hand and it's not dead, you're not shooting it. All right? It's just not the way this thing works. You're not going to put the duck down, walk back 20 or 30 yards, have special ammo just for shooting ducks that are wounded, shoot that duck, get... I mean, we're, we're going to blow these birds to pieces or they're going to walk or fly away after you put them down. You, you need to be able to instantly, quickly, efficiently, humanely help that bird and put it out of its misery. Now, there are multiple ways to do this. The technique I just described, I'm going to link to on the show notes. That's my favorite technique uh, because you don't need any tools. You don't need to have anything special with you or on you. And you're not puncturing the skin of the duck. You're not getting extra blood everywhere. You're not, you know, have brain goop coming out. You don't have to clean your tools that you jammed into its brain later. You know, if that's your thing, by all means, it's a very efficient, effective way to do it. A lot of people couldn't care less. 
Some people, though, think my method's more cool. I mean, you're just going to grab the duck with your bare hands and just quickly pop and snap its neck. And they, they would rather use the, the tool to jam it into its head or cut its head off or whatever. Look, you do you. Um, this is my preferred technique because it's less messy. It's fast. You don't need any tools. And you can do it anytime, anywhere, and it's done. So I'll link to that in the show notes, newhuntersguide.com. Go to this episode. You can search for it. You can find it in the categories. You can scroll down. Go to categories, duck hunting. This will be there. And make sure you take a look at that. Have that in your brain. All right? Even if it's even if you hunted for a while and this has never happened to you, if you hunt long enough, it's going to happen. Happened to me, I think it was in back-to-back hunts. All right? And... The second time, I knew what to do, took seconds, didn't have to think about it, and it was done, and we didn't have any issues. So guys, I hope this was helpful for you. As always, I would really appreciate it if you head to iTunes, leave a five-star review with comment to help this podcast reach more people and rank higher in the algorithm. Thank you so much for watching. God bless you, and until next time, go get them in the woods.